When you pass away, what happens with your wealth? Now, I'm going to give an example of, let's just say, £10,000. When you pass away, the first and foremost thing that happens is the money that you've left behind in all your assets and everything, the first thing that is used for is paying for your funeral. Your funeral. Now, what does that consist of? It consists of two things. One is paying for the shrouding. For a male, there's three cloths, sunnah man. For a female, there's five. And number, the second thing that's part of that is the process of burial. You know, the, the ground, the land, and that whole process. They're the two things that the money will be taken from. Anything excess or not necessary, money cannot be used. It's impermissible. For example, what commonly happens nowadays is after a janazah, food is served. Now, this the scholars mention is mustab, is recommended. But it's not necessary. Therefore, to use the deceased money for that is not allowed. You're not allowed to use that money for it. If you want to do it, do it from your own side. You know, a lot of people say that, oh, but, you know, it's shameful and we have to, we don't have no money, we want to use it from there. You're not allowed. It might be shameful, but it's not fard. Why are you making it necessary? It's not. It's recommended. If you have the money, do it. If you don't, don't. The scholars also mentioned that when they're carrying the coffin, sometimes you see that on top of the coffin, there's a nice sheet that they put. That's not necessary as well. So the scholars say even to pay for that from the deceased money is not allowed. So as a conclusion, anything excess from the necessary is not allowed. So step one is that. So we had £10,000. Let's just say £3,000 went in there. Now you have £7,000 left. The second step is paying off people that you owe. If you owed people money, the second thing would be now paying off those people. To the extent that the scholars mentioned that if all the money, we have £7,000 left, if all that gets used up, it gets used up. The inheritors won't get anything. The second step is anyone who is owed money, they will get paid off. Even to the extent that if someone's wife was not paid her mahar, that will be paid off as well. That is, you can't, that's not mahar. If someone had not paid their wife her dowry, her mahar, that will be paid off from here as well. So let's just take another, no, let's cut down, let's just say £4,000 was for debts. And now we're left with £3,000. Now the, four, the third step is wasiya. What I mentioned before, that before you pass away, you can write in your will that give X amount of money to charity or give X amount of money. That's where the step comes. Now the money that was left over, which is £3,000, a third of that can be used for wasiya. So we have £3,000 left, a third of that is 1000 so if someone in their will wrote that give £500 to the masjid, that's fine, you can give them. If someone wrote give £1,000, that's fine as well. But if someone, for example, will give £2,000, you're not allowed. The inheritors will only give up to 1000 because the rest of the money is the right of the inheritors. You cannot use them. Now, a very important thing to mention here is that if you had zakat that you hadn't paid for, or you had qurbani that you hadn't given, or you had salah that you know your, your family might want to get fidya for because you know you passed away. That does not happen in step two. Step two, which was the debts that you owe, is only the debts to the people. If money wants to be given for zakat and these things, that can only be given from this one third. Now what can happen here is, let's just say this two, is an example that someone said give £1,000 to the masjid. And he also has £1,000 zakat that he had not paid. So the scholars say first pay off the zakat. If that £1,000 to the masjid, that's not necessary. Pay off those things. Now, if someone had £2,000 of zakat left, and he's only got £3,000, so a third is a thousand, the other £1,000 of zakat, the family do not need to give it. And you'll be punished for it. It's, it's severe, but it's your, it's, it's, it's your responsibility to give it while you're alive. That's why I clarified before that those rights between you and Allah, it doesn't mean you write it down and that's it. You need to make up for it. Because a chance may come that you may not have any money left to give. And if that happens, the scholars do write though the family have an akhlaqi farida. That is a moral etiquette to pay off. 
But if they choose not to, they will not be questionable. You will be questionable. That why did you not fulfill the rights of Allah before you passed away? Now the final step, and we'll finish upon this, is the fourth step, is now the money that is left over, inheritance happens in that money. The money that's left over, which in our example is £2,000, now according to the shares which Allah has fixed, inheritance it will be divided according to the shares that Allah has specified and fixed. That's, how the, that, that's, how, that's the process. A lot of people don't understand this process. A lot of people you know, start putting things before others, but this is the exact order in which things go. If, for example, the funeral costs, the family want to give it, that's, not, that's up to them. They can give it if they want. But Islamically, it's supposed to come from that wealth, the, the money left behind, the deceased left behind. So I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us all the true understanding of this and grants us the ability to act upon this. You know, this is not something that I've just said that, you know, we hear and then, you know, we heard something and we just leave it and, you know, something to act upon. Hey,